Sicily. John chapter 1, we'll begin reading at verse 35, we'll read to verse 42. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they left him and followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated, Teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. But you will be called Cephas, which is translated a rock or a stone. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help as you shall pray for and with me. Watch chapel. I couldn't keep it to myself. Or I can't keep it to myself. Lord, bless your word. Bless your vessel. Let your word go forth in such a way that people are drawn to you. Holy Spirit, do your work. Melt hard hearts. Break up fallow ground. Give us ears to hear. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. I can't keep it to myself. Life is all about relationships. No sane, serious-minded, spiritual person can deny, minimize, or trivialize the importance and significance of relationships. Relationships are important and significant. Contrary to what we are being told in our culture, life is about relationships. Life is not about what you drive or where you live. But life is all about relationships. Life is not about how much you make, nor is life about your body count. But life is all about relationships. Life is not about where you vacation or who you know. But life is all about relationships. Life is not about your pedigree, popularity, how you are perceived, or what you or I possess. But life is all about relationships. 
Relationships are important and significant. Whether it's the relationship that exists between Almighty God and those of us who are made in the image of God or the relationship that exists between brothers and sisters in Christ. Life is all about relationships. Whether it's the relationships that exist between parents and children or the relationships that exist between husbands and wives. Life is all about relationships. Whether it's the relationships that exist between friends or the relationships that exist between co-workers and colleagues. Life is all about relationships. Whether it's the relationships that exist between family and I would even dare say play cousins or the relationships that exist between neighbors in a neighborhood, life is all about relationships. What shall it profit a man, what shall it profit a woman to have the whole world, to drive a Tesla, to look good, to be as fine as cat hair or as handsome as you can be, but not be able to enjoy the blessings and benefits of God with no one and live a lonely, miserable life. If we have not learned anything across the past two years, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain ought to teach us you can have stuff, you can be popular, you can have possessions, you can be in the know-how and who's who of the world. But unless you have relationships that fill that hole in our lives and a relationship with almighty God that can scratch every itch in life. Life is nothing. According to this New Testament text, we discover and witness the importance and significance of relationships in the kingdom of God. According to the text, John the Baptist is the popular preacher in this particular region at this era in time. As John attracts followers from both far and near, John the Baptist is clear about his assignment. John knows who he is and John knows who he is not. John is a proverbial fullback who is preparing the way for his cousin, Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and Lord. As John prepares the way for his younger cousin, Jesus, one day on the dusty roads of Palestine, John the Baptist, followed by John and Andrew, encounter he who has been prophesied about from the dawn of creation. And John the Baptist says those holy words, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. As John the Baptist preaches this sermon, a good sermon ought to lead to people following Jesus. John and Andrew stop following John and now become the first members of Jesus' troop. Andrew and John say, Where are you staying? They stopped following John the Baptist, the preacher. 
and become followers of their Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. The gospel is transmitted through relationships. John has a relationship with Jesus. Andrew and John have a relationship with John the Baptist. Now, what is significant according to this text when Andrew, who was a follower of John the Baptist, meets Jesus for himself, Andrew does not keep the identity of Jesus to himself. Andrew has discovered Jesus by following John the Baptist. But what is significant is that Andrew, once he discovers Jesus Christ for himself, does not keep the good news of this discovery to himself, but Andrew goes to find his brother Simon, known as Peter, and brings him back to meet Jesus so Peter can have an encounter with Jesus for himself. Andrew, who is a follower of John the Baptist, becomes a follower of Jesus and then tells Simon about the good news of Jesus Christ for himself. Andrew could have kept it to himself. But Andrew makes a life transformative discovery and says, I can't keep this good news to myself. I can't sit on the good news. I can't be selfish with the good news. I can't be stingy with the good news. But I got to tell it. Because I've discovered who Jesus is. I can't be tight-lipped. I can't be stingy. I can't be scary. I can't be shy. But I can't keep this good news all to myself. I got to tell my brother Simon that I've met Jesus Christ for myself. And watch chapel as I preach on this first Sunday in the month of September. Andrew ought to be a model for you and high about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. When we discover the good news of God for ourselves, when we have an encounter with Jesus Christ, when we discover who Jesus is, we ought not keep it to ourselves, watch chapel, but we ought to tell somebody, tell everybody, tell Lottie, Dottie, tell Mama, tell Daddy, tell Peaches, tell Pam, tell Baby, tell everybody that Jesus lives, Jesus saves, Jesus redeems, Jesus can reach you and love you from the uttermost to the guttermost. Don't keep it to yourself. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? And many of us, if the truth be known, know that we ought to be great commission believers who spread the good news of the gospel everywhere. And there's some things, help me preach this watch chapel, that we ought to just share unapologetically that we know a man by the name of Jesus who can save, who can redeem, who can transform, who can heal, who can turn your life around 
And while we ought to share the good news about Jesus Christ, let me preach this, Holy Spirit. Can I preach this word? While we ought to be like Andrew and not keep it to ourselves, on the flip side, help me preach this, Holy Spirit, there are some things we ought to keep to ourselves. We ought not keep the gospel to ourselves, but there are other things, amen, somebody, that we ought to just keep to ourselves. If I had time, I could tell you about some things that we ought to keep to ourselves. If it ain't helpful, keep it to yourself. If it ain't holy, keep it to yourself. If we don't know what the heck we talking about, we ought to keep it to ourselves. If we are mean-spirited and unkind, we ought to keep it to ourselves. If it's messy and nasty, we ought to keep it to ourselves. If it ain't true or necessary, we ought to keep it to ourselves. If it's going to ruin somebody's reputation or assassinate somebody's character, we ought to keep it to ourselves. Can I preach this word? Some things we ought to just keep all to ourselves, but the gospel is nothing that we ought to keep to ourselves, but we ought to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus Christ. Andrew doesn't keep the good news about Jesus to himself, but Andrew unapologetically, unashamedly doesn't go tell people around the corner, but goes right back to his brother. Can I preach this? Don't go to Haiti. Don't go to the Bahamas. Don't go to Russia. Don't go to Durham County. You got folk in your house. We got folk that we see every day. We got folk that we work with. Y'all ain't talking to me. We got folk where we pay the mortgage. We got folk where we pay the bills. We got folk we work with every day who need to hear the good news of the gospel. I ain't hating on no missionaries. I ain't hating on global evangelism. But evangelism and charity begins right where you pay the mortgage, right where you pay Duke Energy, right where you shop at Food Lion every Tuesday. Tuesday and Saturday, right where you go to the bank, Carl ain't talking to me, right where you shop at Harris Tina, you going all around the Mayberry, y'all ain't talking to me, and you got folk right in your doggone neighborhood who you wave to every day, who don't know the good news of the gospel, yes, love the world, but love your spouse, love your children. Love your brother, love your sister enough that you want to see them saved in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What does this text teach you and I about not being able to keep it to ourselves? Andrew, one of the unsung heroes of the New Testament, wins Peter, Simon, his brother to the Lord. We never hear Andrew preach a sermon in the Gospels. Never hear Andrew say too much. But Andrew is always winning folk to the Lord. Go on, preach, Harry. What does this text teach us about being able to communicate the Gospel in such a way that we can't keep it to ourselves? Andrew doesn't keep it to himself because Andrew has a knowledge of the Word of God. Can I preach this? Andrew 
initially is a follower of John the Baptist. As a follower of John the Baptist, Andrew knows that John the Baptist is the forerunner who is preparing the way for Jesus Christ. As the forerunner who is preparing the way, Andrew is thoroughly immersed in the word of God. Andrew knows that an apostle is not the wife of an epistle. Andrew knows it ain't the book of Job. Andrew knows it ain't 2 Corinthians. Andrew knows and is immersed in the word of God. Consequently, when John the Baptist, the preacher, says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Andrew knows who this is. Andrew knows this is not Elijah. Andrew knows this is not Moses. Andrew knows this is no cult leader who is proclaiming to be the Savior. But Andrew knows this is none other but Jesus Christ, Mary's baby, the Lamb of God, the fairest of 10,000, the rose of Sharon, Ezekiel's wheel. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. Andrew is so immersed in the word that his spiritual antenna is alert and aroused because he knows this is none other than he who has been prophesied about from the dawn of creation. And Andrew is not confused. Andrew is not vague. Andrew is not nebulous. But Andrew can tell Simon about Jesus because he knows the word of God. Let me encourage everybody to get in the word. Ain't no sin in reading the news and observer. But as you read the news and observer, read the word. Ain't no sin in knowing about the standard and pause, the S&P index, but make sure you spend time in the word. Ain't no sin in reading the CDC predictions about this COVID-19, but make sure you spend time in the word of God. There's so many of us who are confused, bamboozled, led astray, and deceived because we spend more time in other things than we do the word. Word of God. We know about Mary J being on power episode tonight, but ain't spend no time in the word. Y'all ain't talking to me. We know about the SEC, the ACC, and football predictions. Amen. Even got folk thinking Cleveland is going to beat the Ravens next week. Amen, somebody. But ain't spend no time in the word of God. There ain't no sin in other things, but make sure we are spending time in the word so we can tell the good news of Jesus to somebody who needs to hear it. Can I preach this? The gospel is good news. And as we immerse ourselves in the word of God, help me preach somebody, that will give us the boldness, the Holy Ghost confidence to tell somebody who needs to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I preach this? We need to be in the word of God. Andrew doesn't keep it to himself because he knows the word of God. Not only does he know the word of God, let me tell you uh, two more things. Andrew doesn't keep it to himself 
not only because he knows the word, Andrew doesn't keep it to himself because he is enthusiastic about the things of God. Having discovered that this is Jesus, Andrew is not lukewarm. Andrew is not lethargic. But Andrew Deacon Skeen has some enthusiasm about discovering Jesus. Consequently, Brother Sam, Andrew is not dragging his feet. He is not shuffling his feet. He is not walking slow. But Andrew has some verve, some nerve, and runs, help me preach this, to tell his brother with enthusiasm that he has discovered Jesus. What excites you? What makes you get up in the morning with enthusiasm? If we have no enthusiasm about the things of God, that's a challenge that we need to correct if we can be enthusiastic about other stuff, but can't be enthusiastic about the things of God, come on, help me preach this. Ain't nothing wrong with God. God has been too good. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I said if we're going to be enthusiastic about anything, we ought to be enthusiastic about the things of God. Yes, I believe the Ravens are going to win every year. Y'all ain't talking to me. Yes, I believe in my wife, my children. Yes, I believe in my friends and family. But nothing ought to excite or enthuse the Christian more than the things of Almighty God. Uh, let me see if I can make it live. A few days ago, Big John Thompson, Georgetown University, passed from labor to reward. If you know anything about Georgetown basketball, John Thompson was black America's coach. And as a uh, proud resident of the DMV, amen somebody, 1984, 85, amen, I had Hoya paranoia. Mom and daddy wouldn't let me buy Jordans, amen, with my uh, raking leaves, shoveling snow, cutting grass money. But they did, amen, somebody, allow me to buy in 85 the Nike Terminator with the Hoyas on the back. I'm old school, Mr. Bennett, amen, somebody. Saved up my money, amen. Went to Charlie Rudos, amen. Bought the Nike Terminators with the Hoyas on the back. But Sam, so enthusiastic. Now, them shoes weren't going to help me play better. Weren't going to help me jump higher. Weren't going to give me more game. Weren't going to help my crossover. But I was so enthusiastic about those Nike Terminators that I walked with a different step. I had a different bop. I had a different step. Amen. Just because the shoes on my feet. Amen, somebody. And eventually, them Nike Terminators wore out. Y'all ain't talking to me. But I discovered if I could be enthusiastic about Nike Terminator, who didn't save me. Amen, somebody. How much more can I be enthusiastic about the things of Almighty God? We ought to be enthusiastic about prayer because God answers prayer. We ought to be enthusiastic about God because he's omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. We ought to be enthusiastic about faith because we walk by faith and not by sight. We ought to be enthusiastic about prayer because the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. We ought to be enthusiastic about love because nothing will separate us from the love of God. 
if we can be enthusiastic about Brandy and Monica, y'all ain't talking to me. If we can be enthusiastic about D-Nice, amen. If we can be enthusiastic about football coming back. If we can be enthusiastic about things that are lesser and have no eternal consequence. How much more ought we be enthusiastic about the things of Almighty God? God woke me up this morning. God put sense in my head. God is healing my little girl right now. God is making ways. God is opening doors. God is blessing Watch Chapel. He keeps on blessing me. Somebody said over and over. I ain't done yet. Let me close. Can't keep it to myself because I'm enthusiastic about the things of God. Can't keep it to myself because I know the word of God. Andrew doesn't keep it to himself because he perceives positive possibilities with Jesus. Andrew knows his brother Simon. And Andrew knows that Simon has potential. But Andrew knows that without Jesus... Simon will never become Peter. And Andrew knows, help me preach this, that Simon can become Peter if Jesus gets a hold of his life. And I don't know who you are right now. You are good in and of yourself. But you'll never become all that you can be apart from Jesus. He is the good shepherd. We are the sheep. He is the vine, we are the branches. And I don't care how smart you are, how good you look, you'll never become all that you can be apart from Jesus Christ. With Jesus, Simon becomes Peter. With Jesus, Simon becomes the head of the church. With Peter, can I preach this? With Jesus, he becomes the preacher of the gospel. With Jesus, he preaches on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls get saved. With Jesus in his life, his shadow heals people. With Jesus in his life, he becomes more than a conqueror. With Jesus, he becomes an overcomer. With Jesus, he fulfills his destiny. I ain't just talking about Simon, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. You'll never become all that you can be apart from Jesus. Yesterday was the day to get right with God. God has given you a chance right now to get right with Jesus. If you want to be all that you can be, get right with God. If you want to be more than a conqueror, get right with God. If you want to fly as high as the eagle, get right with God. If you want to overcome and defeat scorpions, get right with God. Does anybody know I'm more than I can be with God than I could be without God? With God, I overcome. With God, I triumph. With God, I'm more than a conqueror. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. If you're saved and know it, don't keep it to yourself. If you know the word of God, you're not going to keep Jesus to yourself. If you're enthusiastic about the things of God, which we ought to be, we won't keep it to ourselves. 
If we perceive positive possibilities because of Jesus, we won't keep it to ourselves. I don't care how good you are. None of us will ever become as good as we can be apart from Jesus than we will be with Jesus. And I ain't talking about material stuff. I'm talking about your character. I'm talking about who you are, your integrity. I can do more with Jesus than I ever could without Jesus. I need to real focus. There's some stuff you can't say no to unless you know the Lord. Come on, I'm talking to the real people right now. You, Uh-huh, amen. There's, there's some stuff you can't do unless you've got the Lord God in your life. You can't have joy when you're going through unless you've got the Lord in your life. You can't overcome some stuff unless you know the Lord is a keeper. You'll never be the man you could be apart from Jesus. You'll never be the woman you could be. You'll never be the grandchild. You'll never be the boss, the CEO, the soror, the bruh you could be apart from Jesus. I want everybody saved. There's somebody right now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's the day for you to accept Christ. If you don't have a church home, Today's the day for you to unite with Watch Chapel. I'd love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to see you the next time we do drive through right hand of fellowship. We're going to give you a holy elbow bump. Ain't no fist bumping. We, el we bump elbows. Amen. With a mask on. With a mask. If you're not saved... Today's the day, my sister, my brother. We will never fulfill our God-given destiny apart from Jesus. Simon becomes Peter because of Jesus. Who does God want you to become? Who can you become? Talking good, Harry. You talk, you, you talking good now. A wife, president. I'm not just talking about promotion. I'm talking about who you are. And guess what? Andrew, we never hear Andrew preach. <clears throat> In the whole New Testament, we never hear Andrew preach. But Andrew leads his brother to Christ. And his brother has churches named all across the world. You ain't going to find a whole lot of St. Andrew Baptist churches. But you're going to find some St. Peter Cathedral, St. Peter Baptist, St. Peter United Methodist, St. Peter Presbyterian. But it started with Andrew. Boy, I'm talking. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You telling somebody about Jesus may change the world. May change your household. May change your family may change your family tree may change your neighborhood
made change Wake County. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, this holy ordinance. We do so reverently. We do so with humility, knowing that we are not just participating in a rote routine once a month, but we are doing so with holy awe and reverence. We confess our sins to you right now, God. As we come preparing to partake of this holy meal, we do so reverently, we do so thankfully, we do so with humility as we confess our sins to you, sins of omission, sins of commission, sins of thought, word, and deed. We're not confessing anybody else's sins but our sins. Creating us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits. Forgive us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. After he took the bread, the cup, he took the cup. After the supper, said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye drink this bread and ye drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he come. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. 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 Watch Chapel, our choir is going to bless us. After the choir blesses us, don't tune off, don't tune out. We are celebrating our virtual right hand fellowship. New members, new disciples of Watch Chapel, we welcome you to Watch Chapel as your pastor, your brother in Christ. I extend to you the virtual right hand of fellowship, welcoming to you to the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church family. We are your brothers and sisters in Christ. We love you and we welcome you to Watch Chapel. Let the church say amen. Choir blessings.